Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Movie Digest. I'm JQ. And I'm Finn. And this week it's our top five last man standing. Hooray, Finn's back. Hello. <laughs> it must have felt like months considering there's only just been months. another pod- podcast released, <laughs> which I forgot to edit before I yeah. left. <laughs> yeah, just ignore that gap. <laughs> so tell the dear listeners how it was. Uh, I went traveling with my best friend around Asia for three months and it was amazing. It was great. We went all over. So we, we flew into Hong Kong, all around China, mm. South Korea, Japan, Taiwan, Laos, Vietnam, Cambodia, Thailand, and then finished in Malaysia. And then Did so. you see any um, uh, like places that have been on films? Well, actually, funnily enough, uh, where we started in Hong Kong. Yeah. I was really excited to see it because that's where my favourite scene in The Dark Knight happens, yeah. you know, where Batman goes with Skyhook to extract yeah. the guy. So that was a real thrill for me. And then straight on the back of that, we went across the bay to Macau, right. which is one of the Chinese-owned principalities as well. And the only reason we were going there is because that's where all the casinos are. Ah. And there's a scene in Skyfall, which is set in Macau, in yep. the casino. Yeah. That none of that's filmed actually in Macau. That, that's, that's, that's somewhere else in the world entirely, which we only learned once we got to Macau. Mm. Um, although it's been used for a couple of other films. I think maybe one scene from Raiders, yeah, maybe, or Temple of Doom was used in Macau. Yeah, some of those pictures you sent of the jungle look like Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, yeah. I, that was... Any time it was anywhere vaguely green, because mm. we, we were like sailing around Halong Bay in Vietnam and stuff, it just looked like you were going the back entrance into Jurassic Park. It was amazing. Clever girl. It's so good. But uh, it's kind of boring people talking about their holiday when yep. when you don't know anything about it. So. Right, let's move on to our top five. What, can I just why did you choose Last Man Standing? Was it, it just was a random just on the list of okay. <laughs> five things that I had in my head. Okay, fair enough, fair enough, that's fine. Yeah, I thought it was all right. Well, uh, do you want to go first then, seeing as I've been away for months and months and okay. months? Okay, right, okay. I'm now, fully anticipating a massive amount of crossovers. I think here. so. I think, first off, we can't have Die Hard in the list. I, I, <laughs> I scrubbed it off my list. I did, because I was like, that is the most obvious thing. <laughs> yep. And everyone listening will be expecting us yeah, to do so it. So that's, that's just a, an honourable mention, seeing as we mention it at every single podcast. Indeed. Uh, so, oh, well, I've got six, but I'll, I'll knock it down to... Five. So my number five mm-hmm. is Hunger Games. Katniss Everdeen. Yeah. Okay. Because the whole premise of the film is like, um, what's the word? Battle Royale. Yeah. But it's whoever's going to be the last person standing. Literally. Quite literally. literally. Yeah. Um, the first film is kind of like it's all right, but have you seen any of them? Yes, uh, I've seen the first one, and I think I saw the second one where we yeah. were traveling. <clears throat> they get better Fox. as they go along. They're okay. I don't. It just any time I watch them, I just always think I'd prefer to be watching Battle Royale because <laughs> they're fine. Like they're good, they're really well done movies and stuff like that. And Jennifer Lawrence and I can't remember the name of the young the young guy that's the other lead. With it plays uh, Thor's P- brother Peter. No, no, no. Oh, the other guy. Yeah. Uh, the guy that plays Peter. They're both they're both very good, very yeah. charismatic leads. But and this, the the cast is brilliant. Woody yeah. Harrelson, Philip Seymour Hoffman, that Elizabeth Banks, yeah. uh, Donald Sutherland as well. But for me, I, I just. Mm, I'd like. I want to see school children actually decapitating each other and poisoning There's each other. There's a quote and stuff, of the week. So. <laughs> uh, number four, mm-hmm. which I think is probably going to be our first crossover. Alien. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you can't beat it, really, can you? You cannot. It's it, it, it's brilliant. I'll, I'll come on to that because it's slightly higher up in my list. Oh, so okay. I'll come back to that later. Right, I'll come yeah. back to that one. Yeah. So number three, uh-huh. I've got. 
2001. Okay, that's a good choice, actually. Yeah. I didn't even think of that one. I, wrote that, I thought that one, I thought, I wonder if he's thought of that one. No. Because no, that no. is man versus machine. Machine thinks it's one. Yeah. Machine has not won, Dave. Yeah. Machine has lost. Although it's just it's man against machine, but also man against time and yeah. human against evolution and all these other And it goes all really weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very weird. The last half hour of that I remember seeing when I was about 18, I was just like, yeah. what is going on? <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty good uh, last man standing film because you can't get any further away in space, can you? Imagine uh, I mean, if that happens on the Mars mission. Yeah. <laughs> even like uh interstellar is the only one i can think where he's further away but again it's the same kind of thing isn't it it's like this 2001 yeah Matthew McGowan, hey. um going have we into talked inter- about interstellar we, uh, yeah we must have done it was november it came out yeah. was it oh, you must have done yeah yeah i saw it at the cinema so we must have done yeah yeah uh number two unforgiven oh that's another good choice yeah. that's not on my list but it's not, oh, yeah. i thought that would be more of a crossover it's probably my favorite Western film, really, apart from Back to the Future Three, <laughs> <laughs> which is technically a Western. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So it's uh, what's his name? Clint Eastwood gets dragged out of retirement, doesn't he, because of Morgan Freeman, who hasn't aged since that film, no. <laughs> being killed by him. Um, I think it's one of Gene Hackman's finest roles. It's just it's such a great ensemble cast. Mm. That one, so it was not Oscar nominated. It must have been. Did he direct it? He did. Yeah. Um, th- it's got Dumbledore might, in it as well. He might have won the Oscar. If not for Best Director, certainly for Screenplay or something yeah. like that. He might have won it for Best Director. I can't remember. Yeah. 92. It's a long time ago. It's a, yeah. Yeah. It's a brilliant film. Great movie. He shoots him at the end. Spoilers. Spoilers. Uh, what was it? English Bob. English Bob. English Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember how he dies. Um, number one. One. Number one. Moon. Ah, oh, it's a great movie. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Is that on your list? It's not, no. Wow. No, we did well. Yeah, okay. Well. Yeah, I was watching the... Um, I'd forgotten how... <laughs> Imagine if you had to go through that ending, finding out that you were a clone. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been out for a long time, so if you haven't watched it, it has, yeah. Then. <laughs> then screw you. Um, yeah, finding out that you're a clone. Yeah. What would you do? Well, if there was only one mm. more of me... I think that would be fine. Yeah. But if it was, I, I'm li- they're literally just waiting for me to die mm. or go crazy, then get rid of me and bring in a clone in. Yeah. That's different. It did remind me of 2001, but the computer was being nice rather than... Yeah. Basically. Malevolent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's it's a strong top five. And yes. across all the genres yeah. as well. It's, exactly. It's, it's, exactly. It's Not as stupid um, as I look. <laughs> no, we only had the one crossover. Um, but number... Okay, so my top five, number five, mm-hmm. and this is my Western one, because you can't have a good Last Man Standing movie without a Western. Um, it's kind of cheating, because there's technically two men at the end, but it's Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, ah, okay. which is like, it's the quintessential, let's go out, all guns, you know, yep. dying a hail of bullets, yep. all spoilers. <laughs> Although, it's, it, if you don't know that, it's like literally one of the most iconic scenes in, in cinema history. But like, you don't see... It, you just hear it. Yeah. And there's this beautiful like freeze frame as Paul Newman and Robert Redford are coming out of the cave where they're trapped, yeah. firing, and you just hear all oh, the gunshots going off. It's wonderful. Do you think that any of that actually happened in real life, like shootouts? Oh, no, oh it noon. must have done. Yeah? It must have done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Wild West was a law unto itself. It was, it was wild. It was wild. And it was in the West, hence the name. Number four for me. Now, this is a pretty recent addition to the list, um, but it's... 
John Wick from the movie John Wick. Ah, we are going to be talking about that in films I've seen. Okay. <laughs> we might as well talk about it now. Yeah, John Wick. It was good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And I liked that it was... Um, it was... About his dog. Well, it was just... It, it was different from a lot of other... I thought the, the camera work was incredible. Like, I haven't seen a, an action film done like that with that kind of camera work in a yeah. long time. But what I liked about it, his character was fallible. Like, he yeah. was... He was old and he was just getting back into the game. Obviously, at one point, because you don't know the backstory that well, yeah. he's been the greatest contract killer, hitman ever. Yeah. yeah. He's a little bit doughy and a little bit, you know, just stuff. But he's, ah, oh, he is, ah, oh, it's a terrific film. I absolutely love it. He's really Wick. good in it as well. He's so good in yeah. it. Yeah. So good. And all and the really concepts about the hotel where you're not allowed to do any business in the hotel. It's brilliant. Yeah. There's some superb set pieces in yeah. that movie. And I think it it did really well at the box office, did especially it? in the states. So I, I think it's getting sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not surprised. So that's my number four. Good. Number three. I was surprised this wasn't on your one. It's Leon. Ah, uh, that was in my honourable mention. Okay, okay, yeah. Because okay. well, the main character. Well, is she? Well, she is she? Well, she's the main character, I suppose. Matilda. But she didn't do anything to become the last person standing. Well, not not of her own accord. No. But just her situation is yeah. that she's thrown together with Leon. Yeah. And Leon takes the role of the last man standing yeah. in order to eliminate the last threat to Matilda so that she's... I'm probably going to shoot myself in the foot by saying this, but it's probably my, one of my top five of all time. Don't listen back to the episode where we did our top five. No, I think you did mention it in your top five. You might have done it. It's, it's a masterpiece. I absolutely yeah. love Leon. If you haven't watched it, do not watch the director's cut. No. Because that gives it a weird twist yeah. that it doesn't need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as a superb movie and again number two I was surprised this wasn't on your list it's RJ McCready from The Thing Kurt Russell ah yes now that is a great film and it's a brilliant last man standing movie yeah damn it damn you (laughs) Finn (laughs) because it's basically it's almost like like one of those westerns yes but a sci-fi movie set in the Arctic it's brilliant watched that when I was about 13 I think on a black and white telly and just when the guy's head come off and the spider's legs come out, spoilers. It's, oh, it's crazy. It's, the guy who was the visual effects guy for that, yeah, uh, was I think he was either still in university or just at university. Yeah. He literally had a burnout trying to do all the stuff yeah. that was in it. Not so in the when end, the dog's face opens up, it's just unbelievable. Oh. Um, but the guy, so they, they actually got. I think they got Stan Winston to come on board for the last couple of months of production just to help the guy finish off what, what they were doing but they're still astonished I mean it's a little bit dated now but you just wish that people would do stuff like that now like these inventive yeah. things and real time yeah amazing but but my number one you've already mentioned it, and it's not a, a, actually a man it's a woman it's my <laughs> top last man standing it's Ripley from Alien yeah who's just brilliant I, that film's great as well I think as well because it, it I can't really think of a situation before that where you had like a big blockbuster film where it was the strong female character that survived all the way through to the end. Because, you know, like all, the only thing I can think of is like all the, the horror movies. Yeah. Which all followed the thing of like the virginal yeah. young teen girl. She's always the last one to survive. Yeah. But outside of that, it didn't really happen. And it was just Ripley so badass as well. Yep. And the bit towards the end of the Alien, this is spoilers, but it's like 40 years <laughs> you old. Haven't so you haven't watched it yet. <laughs> um, where you think she's escaped and she makes it into the escape pod. Yeah. And it's still in there. Yeah. And she's it, like literally in her vest and pants trying to get this killing machine off. Yep. With it. uh, it's <laughs> amazing. It's brilliant. Just amazing. And um, they're doing a new film, aren't they? 
I'm really excited about it because I like the Nigel Blomkamp movie so yeah. far. I like District 9, which originally started as the Halo movie. I actually quite liked Elysium as well. A lot of people didn't. I haven't seen Chappie yet, but... The um, concept art looks pretty good. It, it looks great. And you can tell he's it's all just done out of being a fan yeah. of it, which is great. Yeah. Um, I had a couple of other honourable mentions, uh, just what I was trying to scramble a list together. Um, Ash from The Evil Dead is a great last I've man standing. I've not seen The Evil Dead. Um, the Final Destination franchise, pretty much any of the main characters. From yes, those, that's good. Yeah. Which are literally last man standing movies yeah. as well, because you're yeah. just waiting for the characters <laughs> to die around about them. So you're trying to figure out who's going to be the one that survives. And pretty much any movie starring The Rock from about 2004 <laughs> to now is, is a last man yeah. standing. There's, there's two ones in particular that I love. One's Walking Tall and the other one is Welcome to the Jungle. Have you seen Last Man Standing with Bruce Willis? No, I haven't. It's not meant to be terrible. I think so, yeah. I've never seen it. Is it is the new, was the first Arnie one that came out? that The Last Stand. The Last Stand, Which, okay, right. Yeah. To be, I absolutely loved. Yeah, that was brilliant. A lot it. of people said it was like, it's just, it, it was like, you know, a by the numbers thing. I, I thought it was great. Great cast, really funny, cool action. I, th- I thought it was a great movie. So there's our top five. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, so we move. What should we do? News or films? That's uh, up to you. I don't mind. <laughs> Way to commit. Yeah. Uh, let's do films. Have you actually seen anything? I have actually. Ooh. Um, one which is currently out in cinema. Yep. Um, but also the cool thing about travelling on massive long haul flights is you get to see a lot of stuff that you've missed in cinemas. Uh, yes. Yeah. So. A lot of the, on, when we were flying out to Hong Kong, the um, a lot of the films that were on were the ones that were all the Oscar films. Okay. So I got to catch up by seeing Selma, Theory of Everything, The Imitation Game, ah. Wild, the Reese Witherspoon movie. Yeah. Uh, all four of those are absolutely brilliant. Yeah? Yeah. I like Benedict Cumberbatch, but I don't think I'd be bothered to go and see. It's just, for the story as well. Yeah. Um, he's brilliant as a character as well. It's a really sad film because it's it, it's all it's all based on reality. So this guy basically, Aaron Turing, was the, yeah. the inventor of the modern computer, basically, essentially, yeah, and was pretty much the primary reason that we were able to crack the. He's the only reason we cracked the Enigma code, and one of the main reasons that we won the Second World War. Exactly. And to find out how he was treated by his own government mm. after that is absolutely mind blowing and shocking and. It's um, it's just it's really good, great cast in it as well. Um, but the theory of everything I thought was a, an astonishing film as well. They're really good, although it's very, it's very British. Ah, <laughs> which to me sometimes it's like a little bit twee the way it's done. Yeah, but his performance as Stephen Hawking's phenomenal. Nice. So yeah, he did really well. Um, and then on the flight back, I also watched Paddington, which is superb. How good is Paddington? So good. That's the best British family film I've seen in a long time. How do the, I don't know how they've done it. It's, it's wonderful. It's just great. But what I loved as well, I'm a massive fan of The Mighty Bush, and it's the same guy that directed the later seasons of The Mighty Bush ah, that directed okay. this. And the, the, there were a couple of little bits, even as Mighty Bush fans, some of the peripheral characters yeah. in The Mighty Bush have cameos in this that you wouldn't know if you weren't <laughs> a Mighty Bush fan. But also, like, I loved the scene where... Uh, the explorer guy says that he's not going to, you know, give up the bears. Yeah. So the whole of the society turn their backs on them. Yeah. And that's actually something that one of the characters in the Mighty Bush does all the time. Uh. Naboo always goes, <laughs> I'm going to have to turn my back on you. And it was great. And also uh, I saw the final installment of the Hobbit trilogy yes. as well, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, A lot of people said, uh, the third one was terrible. I, was like, no, I really enjoyed it. 
Although it's weird seeing Billy Connolly as one of the dwarfs. Yeah, that was a bit weird. <laughs> Let's go get him, lads! I just can't hear him not doing stand-up. No. It's just bizarre. Um, I'm not going to park my bike. <laughs> two, just really quickly, two other films that we saw while we were travelling, because a lot, when you're staying in, like, uh, in countries in Southeast Asia, you get, like, you, there's hardly any English-language channels, apart yeah. from maybe, like, the BBC World Service and a couple of American channels, the movie channels. Yeah. So... I think we must have watched X-Men Days of Future Past about five times <laughs> while we were out there. But um, two films that I did see that I'd never seen before that I loved. One of them, really surprisingly, was Night and Day, the Tom Cruise film from about five years ago with Cameron Diaz. It was just on one night and we I watched it. I seen that one. It is brilliant. Is it? It's so much fun. I love Tom Cruise anyway, but I, I, I just... I. I thought it was great. I'm looking forward to Mission Impossible. So am I. That I stunt he's doing is hanging Impos- on the... Yeah. Oh, man. It, that Brilliant. gives me tickly feet just yeah. watching it. <laughs> um, another film that we watched, oh, I think it was on Fox Movies one night, was um, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, which is superb. Absolutely mm-hmm. superb. Mm-hmm. So I can't wait to see the next one of that installment. Yeah. But all of those that, aside, So that, was that the first one or the second one? Second one. Second one, yeah. Rise of the Planet of the right, Apes is the first Dawn, one, then yeah. Dawn is yeah. the second one. Both of which are excellent. Oh, oh, amazing. Um, but... Uh, get all those out of the way because they're all old films um, I did go and see Jurassic World Ooh, uh, clever girl and I've got to say I was pretty disappointed <laughs> with it sadly yep should we, should we give a spoiler warning yes if yes. you haven't seen Jurassic World yet don't listen to this because <laughs> we'll probably have you seen it as well yeah we'll both go into it in a little bit of detail so skip on but um, yeah I'd be interested to hear what you thought about it overall and then the yeah. kind of things that annoyed you about it Overall, it's Jurassic Part 1 and 2 rehashed. Mm. Same storyline, same sort of setup. Oh, look, there's two relatives of the person in charge of the park. Oh, no, they're in peril. Oh, no, they get attacked by a dinosaur. Oh, they just about escaped. Yeah. Why couldn't they come up with something better than that? Uh, I think they're kind of. You, you might be a bit limited just because you're on the island. Like, what else can really happen apart from the dinosaurs but, escape? But, but to do exactly the same yeah. thing. I mean, there's there's so many nice things that they nice little touches that just weren't. It just I just don't think the director's good enough. It didn't have the Spielberg mm. touch. Like the 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 whole the whole point was that it's been going for ten years, and so people are bored of it. Mm-hmm. But you didn't really get that in the film. You didn't really get the sense that they needed the wow factor from something. Yeah. You didn't really. You, you there's a few shots like when they're getting onto the bull ride and the guys going yeah, next on. Yeah, there's like little bits like that. We're fine, but just not. Yeah. Just, mm. I was. I. I had kind of, from the trailer, I was a little bit. It was a little bit suspect because the CGI looked yeah, guff from the trailers. Yeah. Too much CGI. And even because with them um, with Guardians of the Galaxy, they did an amazing job from the trailer that was released to the actual final look of the film. So yeah. The final film's beautiful. Yeah. But the um, with Jurassic Park, it's still, for me, there was no real sense of peril at any point. The only shot. Where I thought, oh, that was good, was when they jumped off the waterfall and they went to snap. Yeah. That's the only one I went, oh, but then that was as a 3D gimmick. I think as well, I just, because the casting was, it felt more generic than Jurassic Park. Mm. By that, I mean, the two kids, I honestly can't remember what either of them looked like, what their names were. And I, I didn't care if they died. Ab- I was absolutely the same. I was like, I hope you break your neck jumping yeah. off. Like, I don't care. Whereas with Lex and Tim, they established the characters He's really well us. in the start. Yeah. So, and I think as well, I think the problem for me is as well. I saw Jurassic Park the first one when I was nine in the cinema. Yeah. So I saw myself and Tim yeah. and Lex being stuck in the kitchen with these raptors. It was petrifying. And I can't identify you with Chris Pratt. 
<laughs> even I love Chris Pratt and the thing is I think he did okay with what he was given mm. but he was like this knuckle dragging ex-marine who just oh man, I, it, it was so cliched what was written about him and just, like the dialogue throughout the entire film is just abysmal yeah. like do you think the dinosaur could have escaped and he's like I don't know depends what they cooked up in there mm. you're just like oh, come on this is pathetic um, even like Bryce Dallas Howard's character is rubbish very one dimensional and even the one moment that she gets to finally save Chris Pratt's character he does like the 1950s thing of getting on his feet and then grabbing her and kissing her I'm just like can she not have one second where like I'd it just oh, and there was like this weird sexual not even sexual tension it was like a sexual creepiness from Chris Pratt's character over her the whole time I just it, I hated that relationship between them but I noticed as well the fact that she can outrun a T-Rex in heels I mean come <laughs> on let's, let's look at some positives then uh, my favourite shot in the scene was when the t- pterodactyls are attacking the park and there's a guy, <laughs> no 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 and there's a guy at a table who picks up his two martinis yeah. and then runs away it's someone dressed up as that character at Comic Con I saw that it was amazing <laughs> but the thing was someone was like oh that would never happen I'm like See if yeah. London, if I was out in a bar in London and we were attacked by pterodactyls, I've paid 14 quid for those cocktails. I'm taking them with me. Exactly. So <laughs> I, like, I like the nods to the old films, like the getting in the jeeps and all that. Yeah, again, it, but, felt, it felt a little bit too congestion. Like when you find a pair of the um, the goggles, yeah. you know, the night vision goggles. They wouldn't have switched on. No, and it wouldn't have been the pair that Tim had because they were in the car that went over the side of the cliff in the yep. first one. Plus they wouldn't have let the whole thing go to rot. They would nah. have cleaned it all up. Um, I liked having the old Tyrannosaurus Rex in there. Yeah, but I kind of said it for like two seconds. Yeah. The other thing was as well with the raptors because it undermines everything about the first film or the second film even mm. because the raptors are that like, you're petrified of in the entire film. The fact that you don't actually see the raptors fully until what yeah. the final third of the movie, whereas yeah. in this, a young guy falls in the thing. If that was the first film, it would have been ripped apart. Yep. In fact, they would have been jumping to try and get him off. Yeah. And and it's just like nah. again those scenes there's no tension in them there was it was it was really poorly done I thought the the bad guy with the beard he was good I thought he was terrible he you was, a was ca- terrible he was a caricature of every single one of those warlord militaristic guys that you see I didn't even realise who it was it was Vince D'Onofrio yeah from um, Daredevil I've only seen him in Daredevil and um... he's usually a really good actor so I, just, oh, I, no, I hated his character as well and you're just waiting for the moment where he gets mauled by a raptor because yeah. of the amount of um, teasing that he does them I just, and even the doctor guy wasn't very good a Henry Wu yeah he's like a bad guy for no reason and it almost felt like there was a subplot there that was explored within about 40 seconds yeah. and then never mentioned again yeah. it was just it, I, I was really really disappointed by it they could have done so much more with it anyway but it's made a billion dollars so there'll be a Jurassic Park 5 yeah there will be yeah I think you're probably right I think the choice of director it, it's not the kind of franchise you want to give to a guy who's only really had one big film before. Yeah. It had good action sequences, but none of the character stuff that Spielberg's good for. Yeah. They're... Spoiler over. Spoiler over. Rent over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, so what were the films that you've seen? The film that Naomi wanted to see was called Before I Go to Sleep with Nicole Kidman. Uh, I've seen it. It's basically she goes to sleep and then loses all her memory. Okay. So it's like 50 first dates. Right. But like a serious thing. That doesn't it's got, sound like fun at all. It's not, it's not a fun film at all. Okay. It's um, got Colin Firth in it okay. and some other actors. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so she wakes up and doesn't, 
doesn't know what's going on so she has to look at the board that's on the wall and her husband tells her what's going on and then slowly uh, mark strong's in it as well that's the other guy mm. he phones her up every morning and says i'm your doctor we're going through this therapy session to try and help you and you think it goes down all the cliche routes of oh the doctor's not really who he says he is and then, mm, okay. it, and then it twists and you're like ah okay it's, it's, it's a good twist didn't see it coming okay um, I think it's a British film because they're all English in it. But um, yeah, it's really good. Just surprisingly good film to watch. Um, so that's recommended. Okay, cool. Uh, Is that on Netflix? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I watched it off the internet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> Kingsman. Oh, I loved Kingsman. What a load of I, shite. I loved it. Oh, it's, I love Kingsman. Oh, it's, it's awful. So it's just it's just loads of set pieces strung together really didn't like it I, th- I thought it was great I, I knew, I I knew from the trailer thing. what it was going to be like yeah. and then it was I was correct why did he have a lisp no reason no reason to have a lisp at Who all lisp? Um, Samuel Jackson no, it's just a character thing <sighs> it's just the whole premise of oh I'm going to whisper something in your ear and then you're going to agree to kill everyone else on the planet I thought it was fun as, as I can, it was like a kick-ass meets James Bond <sighs> but like one of the 70s James Bonds it's just oh. all the set pieces great strung it together didn't like it Mark Strong why have you got a Scottish accent because it's not very good I thought his Scottish accent wasn't that bad we didn't need a Scottish accent uh, it's like a character <sighs> thing didn't like it I liked it didn't like it <laughs> you're wrong uh, Avengers Age of Ultron I haven't seen it haven't seen it alright okay yeah. I won't, won't spoil but, it but was it any good it's brilliant okay it's a lot funnier than I thought it was going to be okay yeah so um, look out for that and the I, trailer is good because it doesn't show what you think it's going to go in one direction with the trailer right okay but it's not okay like that at all okay, okay. so it's, it's really good um mad max i haven't seen because i was away mental really properly mental okay. I, was like, I, I had no idea what's going on didn't know what anyone was talking about i've been really excited because it's got like ridiculously good reviews pretty yeah. much across the board yeah it's not bad but it's just, I was just like are they are they talking German? Like they've dubbed all the voices on afterwards, right? Okay, um, like normal ADR, but they've done it. It's just it's weird, and some stuff sped up, and there's a few shots of weird things which are never explained. Weird, yeah. And there's a lot of stuff that they just don't really explain at the start, so okay. you understand what's going on. Yeah, you kind of have to work it out for yourself. Yeah, yeah. But um, all practical set pieces and explosions and things. So it looks great. Um, so there's no CG in it. Did you see the thing that someone's done where they've um, they've taken the trailer, but they've made it look like it's Mario Kart? <laughs> no. It's amazing. So it's like when the cars are like driving along, it yeah. goes, bop, 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 <laughs> with a little fireworks, 16 bits yeah. of fireworks going off. And, um, you know, like when one of the cars crashes, they yeah. put like a banana underneath it or a turtle shell. It <laughs> looks brilliant. And then there's like Princess Mario is, is Mad Max, Princess Peach is... Um, Charlize Theron and yeah. stuff like that. It's, it, it's, it's yeah. really well done. Yeah, All the actors are good in it. Charlize Theron is the main character. Okay. Not Mad Max. Right. Okay. He barely says anything, really. Yeah. Um, it's, it's still good. So that's it for films. Mm-hmm. Have you got some news? Uh, well, it's, again, because I've been away. Yeah. But I, just when I was coming back to the UK, that's when uh, Comic-Con was on. Yes. So uh, all my news is from Comic-Con, and basically. Um I suppose the three main things that everybody was looking at there'll be there was a whole raft of like interesting trailers and stuff about TV shows and all the rest of it that came out but the three things that I was most interested in the first one was Star Wars <laughs> which looks they, they didn't have a new trailer but they had like a three minutes 
behind kind the scenes, of behind the scenes yeah. like what they're doing interviews with the cast but the coolest thing was the at the panel because I watched the full hour long panel oh, did. that they did is it worth watching it's it's really interesting yeah. and they do it in stages so the first three on stage are Kathleen Kennedy the producer J.J. Yep. Abrams and I can't remember the guy's name but he's the guy that wrote the script for this and also the original Kitchener? trilogy Kirchner no that's the guy directed uh, right. Empire oh, yeah, Kirchner um, Lencher maybe something like that it's a Jewish sounding name anyway. Lenisha. Lenisha? something like that anyway. I can't remember his name the three of them come out and then the light side come out so you had Daisy oh, I can't remember her name either that's terrible John Boyega and Oscar Isaac who's right. playing Poe Dameron I think is the name of his character I don't know any of the characters names he's, he's like an X-Wing pilot right um, so he yeah they all, they all come out and then after that the three dark side main dark Ooh. side characters come out so Donald Gleason's the only one that I can remember Adam Driver and then there's a a, th- a third person an actress I can't remember her name but they play like you don't know who their characters are yeah. but they're dark side <laughs> and it was great as well because the Adam Driver I think he's going to be the, the guy with the, the lightsaber that's okay, got yeah. the two yeah. the cross Fuzzy on bits, it yeah. and they were like uh, so Adam is there anything you can tell us about your character nope <laughs> that's literally all they said the whole thing he was just there to, to sit there it was quite funny and then after that after you've got this whole raft of the new cast out they bring out Carrie Fisher yep. then Mark Hamill yep. and then they're all sitting down and stuff like that and then there's a brilliant minute where the guy who's the uh, moderator uh, the, the MC for the for the panel says to J.J. Abrams he's like and we were just wondering as well like is uh, is Harrison okay is that and then J.J. Abrams goes oh, well why don't we ask him <laughs> and then Harrison Ford walks out and you've never heard <laughs> the collective sound of screaming and fanboys peeing in their pants nice quite so loudly and it was really cool to see him speak about Star Wars yeah because I've never he never, never he never does it and I think there's a little there's a part of him I think that was really embarrassed about it for a long time I think a lot of actors went through that with some films like Alec Guinness didn't like it people from star trek went through it and then yeah. come back yeah yeah to yeah. embrace it as it were but it's, it but it, it in, there's like a a little video that they made that star wars made the official star wars yep. at a comic con and the interviews with harrison ford and he's like i wouldn't have come back if the script wasn't good enough but he was like it's the right script the right team the right director the right yeah. talent that's coming on board and he was like it was just we we all wanted to be part of it so that's i'm so excited for that now yeah. it's just before christmas it comes out yeah. isn't it yeah Oh, so, um, but the two take other, my money now. <laughs> the two, I think, the two other biggest things that came from Comic Con, certainly from like uh, big blockbuster movies, was the trailer for Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice. <laughs> Batman versus depressing film. It, I, it's, the, it's the major reservation I've got. It just looks so morose again, which is the premise is Batman trying to beat Superman, but like Superman's invincible, Batman's a guy in a suit. But they've taken, so I think they'll have taken um, one of the really famous Batman graphic novels is The Dark Knight Returns, which yeah. is a two-part uh, comic book graphic novel that was released in the 80s, I think. Mm-hmm. But it's about Batman when he's like 60-odd. He comes out of retirement. Yeah. And in the second part of it, he has to figure out a way to beat Superman. Yeah. Um, which he does by, uh, just I don't want to spoil it because it'll probably be in, in, in the movie. But... Um, yeah, it's, I think that's what they've taken a lot of the thing for. But it, it's because they're trying to um, follow on from the end of the last story where Metropolis, I think, has basically been levelled, yeah. which is one of our biggest bugbears about Man of Steel. Yeah. Um, but now Superman's having to answer for that in this, and that's where Superman, it, that's where Batman comes back in and stuff like that. So I, 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 it'd be interesting to see what happens with it. Yeah. But 
I'm airing I'm not, on the I'm not holding up hope. Yeah, I'm the same. Plus Suicide Squad. See the and trailer for that? Suicide Squad was the other big thing. Um, yeah, I did. Although, because my biggest concern is obviously the Joker. Yeah. And in the two seconds that he was in it, I thought, oh, maybe he could pull it off. Just because I thought I'd, what I'd seen from the pictures wasn't what I thought he would do, it, how he would act in the trailer. Yeah. So when I saw it, I was like, that little bit was halfway between Ledger and Nicholson. Yeah. So I was like, maybe you could pull it off. I think so. Well, I think they're going to, they're trying to go down a line. Yeah. Which is the right thing to do, which is nothing like Keith Ledger's or yeah. Jack Nicholson's. Yeah. You need to try and find a new way of doing it. And I think because the rest of the trailer looks like quite a, a it's a very modern film. It's like quite, um, it's, it's just a completely different style from yeah. the, the Chris Nolan films. So yeah, I, yeah, uh, another bit I didn't like was when Will Smith goes, let's go save the world. Yeah. Like, which film do they cut that from? It could have been any of his films. Yeah. Um, the thing is that, like, Suicide Squad, it's just, it's an interesting one to do because they're, they're all part of the, the rogues gallery mm. from the Batman and DC universe. And there's some quite interesting ones in there. So there's, like, Harley Quinn and Killer Croc looks quite cool, actually. Yeah. Deadshot is a brilliant character, but I don't know about Will Smith playing him because he's not... Will Smith will turn him into a hero type and yeah. Deadshot's not that at all. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. It just feels like a shit Avengers. Yeah, well, it's like a dark Avengers thing because yeah, they're all just, bad guys. Yeah, it just doesn't... The Jared Leto thing at the end looks really cool. Yeah. Though, where he's like, oh, I'm not going to kill you. I'm just going to hurt you. Really, really bad. It's a great end. Oh, like he's in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I like his look. It's different as well from yeah. the other ones, so... Yeah, and also it's a good director, David Ayer, who did Fury last year, which I absolutely love. Yeah, I've heard good things. I've not seen it yet. It goes back to the thing that I've, I've said so many times in the last couple of podcasts. There's too many superhero movies being made. Yeah, I think it's it's going to the point where in like another four years we'll just be bored stuff. That oh, I'm bored of them already. Yeah, and it's all people like I consider myself to know slightly more than most average cinema goers in terms of like comic book universes and stuff like that. But I'm like, I couldn't care less if there's a Doctor Strange movie being made. I like, I, 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 it's not a character I know much about or care about. So no, why? It's like there's another Spider-Man. Reboot. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's all political because Sony still technically yeah. holds a contract. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. Also, talk about reboots. Ghostbusters. Yeah. Have you seen the pictures? I have. And um, the pictures actually turned me off initially when this came out like they were going to make Ghostbusters a, a reboot Ghostbusters with an all-female cast yep. I was like brilliant I'm yep. totally on board with that it's all SNL alumni yep. it's Paul Feig who's a brilliant scriptwriter and director great track record has worked with Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig on some really big films yep. it could be really good but the more I see of the production stuff I'm like it looks like a shite fan film yeah um, I, I, I don't know I mean I'm, I'm totally I, until we yeah. see a trailer or anything yeah. like that but yeah. Um, yeah I, I saw confirmed the other day that um, Dan Aykroyd's going to have a cameo in it yeah yeah it has to really as Riz yeah. but uh, I don't know what are your feelings like, on it what's, the proton pack look rubbish yeah the car look rubbish it just looked like a low budget I, I don't know what because yeah we're living in a post sort of Batman Begins world where you yeah. can do everything seriously in the real world yeah so if in the, in the real world of ghostbusters everything would be getting better it's a business <laughs> essentially yeah so they would have i assume this would be a franchise off the thing so they would have better equipment better cars they why haven't they got a modern car 
don't know. Or maybe that'll be explained in the in the it movie. Just, yeah, it just seems a bit. It's just, everything's just putting me off at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know what's going to happen. Really. Yeah. Wait, when's it due for release? Is it twenty sixteen? They're still filming it right now, so uh-huh. I assume next year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not too sure what's going to happen with that. Yeah. I I feel like I'm so out of the loop though because I need to. There's so many things that I haven't seen that were the big blockbusters from this year and to kind yeah. of try and catch up on. I don't even know what's coming out in the next couple of weeks and months and stuff. Anyways, well, hopefully we'll go and see Ant Man. Ant Man, actually, I've heard good things about that as well, which is good. So yeah, well, I think that about wraps this episode up, doesn't it? Indeed. I know it's been good. Finn's back, so <laughs> we can do some more. I've got another. I've got a list of about five more. Well, that's good. That should take us through to about twenty seventeen to get yep. this one recorded and edited. <laughs> and then we'll can do, the last one could be our top five episodes of the Movie Digest. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it from me and from me. Bye bye. Bye. bye.